All right. So on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast today, we have Coach Miller. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Man, this is awesome. Uh, we were talking before the podcast started, the world gets smaller every day. And a, a mutual friend of ours, Coach Kyle McElvaney, who I've never met in person. Have you ever met him, him in person, Coach? Nope. We've been back and forth on the internet. The, the internet has shrunk the world to zero. You can just talk to somebody like they're right next to you and they're in a different state, maybe a different country for some people. Yeah. You know, that's, that's wild. So coach, if you wouldn't mind, please give the listener a little background about yourself. Then we'll go from there. Uh, so I'm the head football coach at Cottonwood High School in uh, Murray, Utah. This will be my fourth year uh, coming up. Um, we've won eight games the last three years. Uh, took over a program that for about a decade hasn't won more than one game, I believe, in a season. Maybe they had a two in there at some point. Um, we were at the point where we had 17 varsity football players my first year there. Um, we were talks about collapsing the program. Um, we're not there yet. Thank God we're moving the right direction a little bit. Uh, four wins the last two years. Uh, before that, I was at a powerhouse as an offensive coordinator. We won a state title. Um, a lot easier to win games when you got what I've got four NFL players right now in the league from that high school. So, oh, oh man, we we won we won a lot of games with those bodies, um, but it's just doing the same thing, like knowing how to win games. I was fortunate enough to play for uh, two high school coaches who are both in the Utah Coaching Hall of Fame, um, and my college coach is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, so he won over three hundred games as a college coach. Uh, coach Wilcox at Benedictine College in Kansas. Um, so I was fortunate enough to play for some awesome coaches. So I have learned a lot mm -hmm. about what I do from those three guys. So mm. that's awesome. I actually, we were talking before the, the podcast started, I was looking up, uh, an article that the Murray journal wrote about mm -hmm. you building the, the program and mm -hmm. talking about how you have to practice different than you would have at your your previous school where you won a state championship talk about that a little bit because I got to that point golly not this football season but last one the COVID season where we had a hard time practicing talk about how you how do you do that what's what are some things you do there to give yourself a chance to be successful well and luckily we've gotten to where I'm it's more of a normal practice structure now but when you have 17 kids there's no such thing as team hmm. there is no 11 on 11 um we did a little bit of it that you got coaches uh, playing four positions on scout team. So it's hard to coach when you're mm -hmm. trying not to die. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we've had to shuffle some stuff around. Um, so we do a study hall. One of the problems at our school, we're a, pretty much a title one school. Uh, it's free. We offer kids free lunch, free breakfast every day for the whole school. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have a lot of kids who need football and they need a lot of help in the classroom. Um, they're not they're not being forced to do schoolwork. And so grades are always a problem. So we do a study hall after school every single day um, for an hour. We don't start practice till 4 p.m. out on the field. And then we focus a lot on meetings and indie, um, just teaching basic skills. I mean, we, we do not have a little league program in our area. There's Little League costs like $300 now around here. I don't know what it is nationwide. Coach, $300 to play Little League football. football. Yep. 
So we get kids who are ninth graders who have wanted to play football, but their parents can't afford it. So I've got freshmen who have never been in a three-point stance. Mm -hmm. They've never tackled anybody. Um, So we spend a lot of time on indie and basic, basic football stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And we try to keep it simple. I mean, we run zone, stretch, power counter, and a couple cover two beaters, a couple cover three beaters. Let's be good at what we do um, Mm -hmm. and just practice it over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So. Man, that's awesome we we are uh we're kind of a throwback offense we're in the eye mostly eye power eye uh that's my favorite offense ever but yeah that's my that's you know i was talking to you on the phone a little bit ago and i was talking about maybe going to the the michigan t stuff we're mm-hmm. not going to end up doing that that's just not who we are and i don't yeah. like i was listening to people talk and it's basically what can you call what do you know what do you know the answers to and mm-hmm. uh like you were saying, though, like in my situation, we're huge up front. I mean, we're three hundred yeah. pounds, so we run a ton of ISO. We we run the Rio, we run the we run the Rio offense, run ISO often, um, yeah. as many you know as many times as you can. Uh, so that, that leads into my question: What made you want to get into your style of offense? What about your your players and your your you know scenario where you are? What made mm-hmm. you decide I'm going to do this? Because I'm sure there's people listening that are maybe taking over a program that struggled and they're thinking, how do I decide what do I run? Yeah, um, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I mean my playbook has a little bit of everything in it. Um, I've coached mm-hmm. in it's it's not the Michigan T, but it's very, very similar. Three backs in the backfield in a straight line. Mm-hmm. We're gonna run double lead ISO trap power. I've coached and played in the wing T. I've coached triple option. I've played in the triple option. I've, mm. I've done a little bit of everything. So my playbook's kind of complex, but you got to run what the kids you got. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of just being in 10 personnel over and over again. I know that's the, the hot, everyone wants to be spread 10 personnel, mm-hmm. but my four best players are wide receivers and my quarterback. So I got to run something that gives them the ball. Yeah. When I was at Harriman, I had a tailback who's on a full ride division one scholarship to run the 400 meter mm. and seven division one offensive linemen. Whew. So we ran ISO a lot. I called ISO the first play of the game, 18 of the 20 games I was at that school. Yeah, we, buddy. He's getting the ball. Right. We're going that way. Come, come get it. Like, Lucky Fo Lucky Fo was my second tight end. He's the starting nose tackle for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Oh my gosh, coach. He didn't even start for us on offense. We wow. just had him play defense. Um it, it wasn't complex. Mm-hmm. But that's who we had. So we ran the ball a lot. Um, I'm gonna have to throw the ball more this year than I ever have in my life because that is what we're gonna be good at. I think my biggest offensive lineman's gonna weigh 220, I think, this year. Mm. Um most of them are going to weigh in the 190s. So I mean, we're not going to be pushing people out of the way. We're going to have to throw it throw it around them or over them more than I like to. But I'm an old school mentality, though. I like running the ball. It's going to be stressful for me. Mm-hmm. Third and two should not be a passing down. But You're like an NFL coach. That's what I do in the NFL. Like, oh, God, it's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> like, to me, third and two, run dive twice. Come on, yeah, come on, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hard. But, we don't, but that's not going to be us this year, and I'm yeah. going to have to like, God, I'm not, I don't want to call this play, mm-hmm. but I have to, because you got to give the ball to your kids, man. Like, it, sports always boil down to give the ball to your best player, and if your best player is better than their best player, you're going to win a lot of games. That's very true. So, we try to keep it simple. That's it, coach. So, talk. Let's talk about ISO for a second. I love ISO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you so when you block it, are you a count person or are you like a lineman rule person? So like some people count it one, two, three, if you have a tight end. How do you how do you do that up front? So everything for us, I've tried to simplify and simplify and simplify over the years. So for us, ISO the first linebacker to the play side mm-hmm. is the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. And if you are inside of that guy, you block down. If you're outside of that guy, you block out. It doesn't matter what front they're in. It doesn't matter. Everybody just comes up. Mm-hmm. That's the dude. We're sending two against one. Everyone else's job is to just part the seas. So we uh, don't scoot okay. the backside. We don't. If I call ISO right or ISO left, there's one guy on our offensive line who does something different. Because if we're going ISO right, the right guard's mm-hmm. probably blocking down. Mm-hmm. If we run ISO left, the left guard's blocking down. Other than that, Everyone blocks the same guy. Oh, um, okay. And we teach the running back how to read. So we give the tailback a key when we run ISO because mm-hmm. a lot of those teams are teaching those backers to fold over the top of the nose. Mm-hmm. So we, the tailback's job is to run at the play side backer, but read the backside backer. If that guy ever comes over the nose, then he's supposed to go back door. Because oh. we're, we're blocking out, out on the backside. We're right. trying to keep the backside lane open. Mm-hmm make that backer fit backside because mm. they're just trying to get two for two in the hole mm-hmm. and we're trying to get two for one. So if they want to go two for two, then we'll go one for zero on the backside. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I, yeah. I was like, we, we count like one, two, three to a tight mm-hmm. end, one, two away. And then we're going to ISO the first backer, like head up the center play side mm-hmm. uh, is usually how we, but I like that. You know, just gee whiz, let's ice to the guy. If you're, you know, he's outside, you block down, he's inside, block out. That's that's a lot easier. That's really good. Yeah. And that's like everyone on the offensive line, that, that's their job. They're coming to the line. Everybody, like, oh, that's that's the guy that's in trouble. Mm. And I just got to go the opposite direction. So if I mm. know the guy's on my right, I'm going left. If the so, guy where ISO wins on my left, I go right. The three three stack, your ISO in the mic, like the guy right over the center. No, it would be the guy behind the four. Oh, okay. Because it's got that zero, that zero double zero is what we would call him. That stacked mic. Mm-hmm. He is not on the play side. I got you. Okay. Okay. So, so we actually combo with the guard and the center mm-hmm. vertical. It's inside zone for us. Like mm. we teach okay. inside zone as iso mm-hmm. it's just the tackle on iso doesn't come after the linebacker on mm-hmm. zone he does like okay we teach it the same pretty much that's awesome we that's how we block it okay play one and then we teach play two and it's like everybody on this play does the same thing except the tackle mm. okay. so you guys actually learned four run plays yesterday but you're just going to learn which word tells which guy to change it that way we're never they don't have to learn 30 different run plays 
if you know how to block ISO, you know how to block inside zone. Because mm-hmm. the tackle is really the only guy doing much mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, as much same as as possible. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Same as this play, same as this yep. play. That you know. Yeah, that's it, man. Yes. So you're talking about being more 10 personnel. Are you a air raid progression guy or are you more of a reader defender type I'm a person? Re- I was, I was raised read the defender. That's what I know best. Hmm. Um, it's kind of morphed over the years. I, I understand how the progression thing works. Mm-hmm. And every time I've had a coach sit and tell me what the progressions are, the read a defender stuff ends up being the same thing. You're just letting the defender choose who's going to be open rather than you, yeah, I don't have I don't have enough seventeen year old kids I trust to make that many. Mm-hmm. If he wants to throw the nine and you give him an option to, he's throwing the nine. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. no, like if you tell him if you want the nine, take it. He's not even going to look at something else. Yeah, um, coach, I'm, let's do it deep, coach. Let's go deep. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. Up top. Like, we run we run skinny post wheel. Um, we don't call it a skinny post because then the kids think it's an actual post throw, so we just call it a deep slant. But Oh, okay. And trying to convince them that we don't want to throw the wheel is the hardest thing to teach a high school kid. Mm -hmm. They want that ball to go up and out. Like that -hmm. ball's in the air forever. I'm 38 and I could play free safety Mm -hmm. and get there. We want to throw the slant. Mm -hmm. Um, So trying to teach them that that wheel is really trying to pull the force out Mm -hmm. so we can hit the slant. But -hmm. if that force player doesn't bite, then yeah, you have to go. You got to go back out there, but we want the slant. So we kind of teach them a progression because we're telling them slant first, slant first, slant first. But the guy who's going to stop the slant is the force. So yeah. it's, yeah. That's awesome, coach. That is so good. Talk about, if you don't mind, how do you, how do you pair your defensive philosophy to your offensive philosophy? Uh, how does that go together? What do you like on defense? How does that go together as a, as a program? when you, mm-hmm. when you build those, those two together. So just like we said on offense, I believe that if base isn't your answer, it shouldn't be your base. Mm. Um, we play base probably 80% of the snaps. That's we good. line up, we line up in base. Here's our rules. Do your rules. If we're better at our rules than they are the four days of practice they had to prepare for us, mm-hmm. we're going to be fine. Um, yeah. So no we're, I played quarterback in high school teams that caused us problems squeeze and wrong arm everything. So that's what we do. Like mm-hmm. as a quarterback, everything that I hated to do is what we do on defense. Mm-hmm. If I didn't yeah. like it on offense as a quarterback, that's what I do on defense. Cause cause the quarterback fits. Mm-hmm. I don't have to out coach the other team's coordinator. I just have to confuse their quarterback. Mm-hmm is my yeah. philosophy on D. So we're going to play base a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they get in a group, right? You play base, you play base. And you start to get that idea that the kid's not really reading it. He just thinks you're going to be in base. And then mm-hmm. you call that one weird, let's bring two linebackers off the side. Mm-hmm. And it catches them completely by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, as a quarterback, I used to love it when people blitzed me because mm-hmm. it took all of my drama away like if you're blitzing me you're in man i throw to my best player and if he's better than your corner i just threw a touchdown pass even though i didn't do anything like i just mm-hmm. throw it up in the air and let him go make a play mm-hmm. um so i try not to blitz if we can avoid it but mm. 
don't don't tell a lot of the DCs out there because they oh. like they like bringing gas. Oh yeah, yeah. Gas. I, I, having grown up as the coaching world as a defensive coordinator, my head coach head coaches used to always get on me like, "Hey man, you got to quit bringing that heat." I'm like, "Man, it's so fun though. It's so fun to bring." Yeah, the it's fun until you're blitzing and then the ball gets caught behind you and then you're running. Uh, the other team's band's playing it. It's all over from there. Someone's, uh, someone's band gets to play. That's what we tell them. Yeah. If we blitz, if we blitz someone's band is going to play. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you a even or odd guy at heart? What's your What's your deal? Even there? I'm an even. That's what I know best. Okay. Uh, last year we actually ran a three four. Um, we don't have a bunch of those gigantic bodies, so finding mm. two kids big enough to play ends, but. And then also two kids big enough to play interior. Mm-hmm. Um, and our two best athletes were both in 10th grade last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to probably end up playing college football. They're both 6'4", about 200 pounds. But having them play stand-up end in a 3-4 to kind of protect them from, you know, getting mm-hmm. an 18-year-old 290-pound tackle, get his hands on them. Um, so we mm-hmm. went to a 3-4 last year. Had some success. There's a couple – couple times we didn't fit it the way it probably should have been fit um mm-hmm. but now those kids are going to be juniors we're going to go back to a four three and put both their hands yeah in the ground again like do what your kids are good at i mm. i'm a huge multiple formations pro style offense four three defense but if you don't have the kids if you've got one decent lineman and a bunch of Run a three three five and mm-hmm. send to one kid. Like do what you got to do to mm-hmm. help your kids, man. It's about mm-hmm. the kids making plays. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my philosophy, though. I hear you on that. So I want to rewind this for a second. You said you're pro style four three at at the at the heart of yourself. Mm-hmm. How are you running ISO at four three? At a four three? Because like to the three. Well, are you are you over or under? Well, let's well, okay. So let's say you run it at the three technique to the tight end. So if that that's mic's the, in the if that mic's in the A gap, okay, he's the, he's the guy. He's the guy. Okay. Yep. It's first it's, man play side. So yeah, the way we teach it is draw a line from the center's nose straight ahead that mm-hmm. nobody on that line counts. But if he's in the A, that's a play side linebacker. He's okay. the ISO guy. We also had run lead, which would be at the second linebacker. Okay. So we can't we can run it either one. Okay. But if you okay. line up in an overfront and I'm in 21 personnel, I might run ISO the first play, but I'm gonna run power pretty much every play after that. Yeah. Um, we we didn't see overfront ever when I was at the other school. Like hmm. ne- never. Never, yeah. never. I got you. It's under I- or split six, man. That's what we saw. Split like, six. Oh my dude, gosh. I've seen oh yeah, like and it's crazy because you scout everyone's in spread so Mm. you're watching okay they're running like a 4-1 defense against this 10 personnel team they are not going to do that against half the time i just ran iso because we really didn't know what they were going to do yeah we've got six films of them facing spread yeah we're going to line up with a 300 pound line they're going to do something that we haven't seen so we would wrap odd and even we would wrap all kinds of stuff Mm-hmm. And one team tricked us up for a couple minutes, split six. I haven't faced that in a long time. So I'm up there in the press box, like drawing, what the hell are we going to do against split six? Yeah, geez. But we got it figured out. I mean, coach, I don't think somebody's, I don't think anybody's coached against, against that since like 
the seventies, you know, they just, they yeah. put that's like 30 years ago. They just brought it back. You yeah. know? My center's like, coach, there's no one over me. And I'm like, shut up. Someone's always over you. And I look down there and I wait threes, fives, nine, what most people call nines. We call seven, mm-hmm. but threes, five, sevens and two backers in the gap. And it's, he's like, coach, I can only block one of them. I'm like, I know, like, I get it. So we, mm-hmm. we figured it out, but mm-hmm. it, it took us a minute. Yeah. So there's some good coaches back here. We, we see a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff, man. We saw a version of that this year, our second, second game we played. And it was kind of an on the fly adjustment. Hey, let's do the boom, boom. And then, you know, there you go. Cause like, but like you said, if you, that's what you do, you have the adjustment. Yes. You know what I mean? If you see something you, you haven't prepared for, you can yeah. go to it. You know, yeah, like you- I said, we, we were lucky because. We started not running the ball, and my answer was pull a receiver out and put Lecky Foten in, an NFL nose guard. He was yeah. my backup tight end. Yeah. His little brother started for me at tight end on the other side, mm-hmm. and he's at, he's at Utah now. So, okay. like, oh, you're able to stop the run, and I'm in 21 personnel? Try 22. Yeah, try 22. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we're the – I love you. I love it because that's my mindset. Okay, you can stop the run when I'm in 21. We're going 22, and I'll just run the ball. Yeah. And then Westlake, they were able to stop 22 personnel. Hmm. So I took my other receiver out, and I put in a kid who played four years at Weaver State outside linebacker. He was my third tight end. Like, all right, oh let's gosh. try 23 personnel. Yeah, right. Like That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Coach, this is awesome. We're going to get bigger. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. Uh, I have more body. Than, I do not have that luxury. Yeah. I have to coach way harder now than I do. So let's talk, let's talk about that. What made you want to take over a program that was really struggling? What inside you made you, made you say, Hey man, I really want to want to do this. So at first I wasn't sold on it. Um, so I got my first head job when I was 27 Mm -hmm. and I went in there thinking, I I know all this stuff about football. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be like Jesus himself. I'm going to go in there and we're going to go from, and I learned really quick. it, It has nothing to do with me. Mm. Um, and so when I left there and went to the school where we won a state title, you know, we had kids mm. and when the job opened the first time I didn't apply for it, but the guy who applied for it and got it, um, brought me on to be the OC. Cause I was like, I don't want to be the head coach. I just want to, mm. if you're the head coach, 90% of your job is not football as a coordinator. 90% yeah. of your job is football. And so I took over the OC job for him. And I believed in everything he was doing. Like, we need to fix the grades. We need to get in the weight room. Like, I believed in everything that he was trying to do. Um, he wore himself out and just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when he left, I had to have a chat with my wife. And I said, like, I know how difficult this is going to be. Do we, do we want this or not? Do I need to try to find a, a better program like we were talking about before we started? the podcast, you know, do I wait for the right job? Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of the players from the year before just coach you, please, 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 please apply mm-hmm. for the job. Like the players were begging me to apply for it. Um, and so I decided I would take it and I didn't go into it thinking um, we're going to go 10 and 0 within two years. I took it over understanding there's only going to be 17 football players on varsity next year. And we're in the second biggest division. So we played a game where I had 17 and they had 130 kids dress varsity. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, so the officials were asking, Hey, when's the rest of your team coming out? I'm like, this is it, man. Tell the guy they don't have to count to 11. Just look by me, count to six. It's faster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you don't have to know if we got 11 out there. It would just count wow. six over here. Um, it, and it was rough. We, we got shut out nine times. So, mm-hmm. um, we played the number 20 team in the country, corner Canyon high school. So most of the, most of, you know, Zach Wilson. Oh Yeah. Yeah, he we we played him when I had 17 kids. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um so yeah, mm. it, we knew it was a lot of work, but it's been fun. It's it's extremely frustrating sometimes. I texted my coaches today and was like I might quit. <laughs> they knew I was being I wasn't being serious. It was just a bad day in the waiting today. So um but like I, I love tell your kids, honesty. Like I tell the kids, man, we're I'm going to keep the bar last year was here. We're going to keep mm. – it's a higher bar this year. Mm. Is it, we got to keep raising the bar. We're not going to try to raise it 100 feet at once, like one foot at a time. Mm. So I said next year, if we don't win five games, I'm going to think it's a complete failure of a season. We've gone four and six two years in a row. Mm. We had a chance to win two last year, and we couldn't figure out a way to win in the fourth quarter, which teams that haven't won for a decade, you have to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we played games where we had a running clock in the first quarter. Three oh, years wow, ago. coach. 42 to nothing. We're losing. Like, there's still eight minutes left in the first quarter, and it's 42. Oh, geez. Already. Um, Man. There's been some rough, some rough games, but. You know, we talked, we were talking about before the podcast started about, you know, trying to be a head coach and when to take a job. Mm hmm. And how <laughs> if that job is open, there's a reason that job's open. Yes. And sometimes you have to just be willing to take a job and try to try to build it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just love your take on that because you obviously, I mean, you've talked about why you, you took the job, mm-hmm. but was there any part of you that thought maybe I'm going to ho- hold on for a job that's more prestigious or were you just like you were talking about, I'm just ready to go give this thing a shot. Oh, no, absolutely. I I mean, I came home, I probably applied not at the very, very last minute, but it was open for a while. And I hadn't applied. Me and my wife had to talk um, just the amount of time it was going to take to Bart, the guy before me, um, did a great job of kind of stopping the hemorrhaging that the program had. Yeah. Um, But it still wasn't to the point where we, we didn't have kids who had the same jersey number for home and away. The program was in such a disarray. Oh, okay. Like Jimmy's number two at home, but he's number seven on the road mm-hmm. because the infrastructure wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I, yeah, I thought about it. Like, do I really want this job? Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife and I talked and, and like I said, I was kind of on the fence a little bit, but when the kids, when the kids start coming out and begging like coach, no one else can do this, but you like, cause the kids aren't done. They know, they know, yeah, they know what kind of school they're at. They know what the state of the program and having some of those kids, especially the kids that were going to be seniors and knew that their senior year was not going to be a good one. I mean, we went on 10, we went on 10 my first year, mm-hmm. like got shut out nine times. It was like, we, we gave up 500 points and we scored 13. Oh, so we wow. scored 13 points in one in week two, we scored 13 points. We got shut out the rest of the games. Jeez. But those seniors 
knowing that their senior year was not going to be wins saying, coach, you have to take the job. Like Mm -hmm. we're not going to get anyone else who actually cares enough to try to dig out of this. Um, They kind of convinced me to take it. So that's awesome. So yeah, but there's problems, there's problems at every school, no matter like, yeah, there's always problems. Um, yeah, no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, like we were talking about before, you could have a hundred something kids, and that's that's its own deal. Yes, you know, like that's, that's its a hundred pissed off parents waiting to happen. Absolutely, you can only play eleven. Like, there's eleven of them. So the other hundred of kids are pissed. Yeah, we had seventeen. So it's like if you can't get out there, you're probably not that good at football, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's probably a safety concern more than your athletic ability. Yeah. You know? Oh, <laughs> like, my. So, yeah, my quarterback will be a four-year starter. He was a 120-pound freshman. He played that whole season. Oh, man. Our, our slot receiver is a four-year starter. Our two outside receivers are going to be three-year starters as juniors, so they started since they were freshmen. I mean, it has literally been – I don't want to say from scratch because that would mm-hmm. not give Bart the credit that he deserves for it because mm-hmm. he, he really did come in and try to get that thing mm-hmm. turned around. Um, but it, it's been a rebuild for five years. So this will be my sixth year in the program, two as the OC and my fourth as the head coach. Um, That's awesome, coach. It's been, yeah, pretty much from scratch. I mean, 17 kids for a varsity team. I don't know how many guys out there have ever seen that. Yeah, not many. Um, but if you're playing in a league where everyone has 17, I'll take that. Like, And that's been our thing. Yeah. We actually petitioned. In the state of Utah, they want to put us in the second largest division. Mm -hmm. And so we actually petitioned and said, we haven't won more than one game in a decade. Mm -hmm. Here's our number. We are actually the only independent school in Utah. So we don't have a conference. We don't have – I have to schedule all 10 of our games. Mm. Um, So that has helped us. I've been able to play some other teams that are in the same boat as us. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, our first year, I mean – Olympus High School, we muffed a punt in the fourth quarter with 10 minutes left on the 10. So they got the ball like first and goal at the 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, t- they took a knee four times mm. with 10 minutes left in the game. Mm. Like, and my principal thought it was the nicest thing anyone's ever done. Oh, man. And I, and I know their coach, and he was trying to be nice. He actually coached against me when I was a player in high school because I grew up here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. We were trying to make sure the score didn't get out of hand. I'm like, coach, I would rather have you score more than take a knee with 10 minutes. Like, yeah, I know what you were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And I love you. You weren't trying to be mean about it, but Mm -hmm. I would have. Don't muff the ball on the 10. You had already put in your freshman at that point score. Like, right. Yeah. That's worse Mm -hmm. for me as a competitor. Like you feel so bad for me. You don't even want to try right yeah um mm. so to, from from there till now has been good um mm. i'm never happy because i always want to get better but sure absolutely i, I have to try to, to, to look back and say where were we three years ago where are we now mm. um and so people who are familiar with this area you know dude coach you're winning four games how are you doing that Whereas mm-hmm. to someone from the outside, they'd be like, Dude, they went four and six. They suck. It, right. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, no, coach, it, I feel it, you. It yeah. So much work to get to four and six. So much work. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you, coach, you've you've done so much work to get to four and six. Then you took on organizing like a, a national clinic. So yeah. Talk about that too. I and mean, that's that's the thing that Kyle was talking to me about, Vacilvani, that you are organizing this basically a national clinic at your yeah. school. I would love for you to just talk about that and and publicize. So this is it. the Fifth year we've done it at Cottonwood. I actually tried it at my first head coaching job. Um, and it, it worked fairly well. Um, the school I was at where we won the state championship, it was far enough out of downtown Salt Lake. We couldn't really do it. There wasn't enough hotels and stuff around. Hmm. But if you get on a map of the United States, there's a every clinic in the world goes to Vegas. And then Glacier has Reno and Denver. And if you take a ruler and you start at Vegas and you go through Denver and then you go up through Reno, there's this giant cone of the United States where Mm -hmm. there is no football. Like my whole life, my dad was a high school coach. We had to go to Vegas. And as a coaching staff, how much does a weekend in Vegas cost you? Even if you're just paying for the $300 Glazier pass. Yeah, a lot. It's costing your program thousands of dollars to go to a clinic. And there's just none in this cone. And so Hmm. I got tired of having to spend thousands of dollars to go get talk football. Mm -hmm. And so I said, why not? Why not try to start one here? And uh, luckily, my personality is that, that I'm not afraid to talk to anybody at any time, anywhere. So, uh, my first year I actually ran this clinic. I called Jeff Steinberg just out of the blue. Jeff, come, you want to come talk at my clinic, man? I can't even pay you nothing, but you get to come to Utah for free. Um, yeah. So he, he was in, he's coming back again this year. Um, yeah, I'll just talk to anybody anywhere. And, um, we've had speakers from North Dakota come. We've had speakers. My buddy is the head football coach on a military base in Korea. So he flew out from Korea one year to talk at the clinic. Oh my gosh. Um, he's one that has only like 17 kids on his varsity team, but he also faces everyone else who only has 17. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Else. So he, he came and taught, he runs the single wing, old school single wing. Mm, like, okay. Um, so we try to mix it up. Uh, this year I'm flying in, you know, Coach McElvaney, I'm flying in two from Texas, one from California. Uh, we got Noel Mazzoni coming this year to speak so that's probably the biggest get i've had um at the clinic is getting mazoni to come mm-hmm. so i'm ex- i'm excited and especially after covid shut us down for a year i think i think it's going to be a good time coach that's awesome and i found the article uh on what is the who's the person here city journals they have a, a link yeah. to where to sign up and i'll put that in the show notes and man we'll get that all all rocking Coach, I see you're you're getting ready to go here. No, Thank no, you. Oh, okay. like, we got practice in 30 minutes. I know we'll be all right. We're, so, no, coach, we're good. Uh, um, as we wrap it up, because practice uh-huh. is definitely important. Uh-huh. Please just offer up a nugget for a coach maybe looking to get into into the profession, and what's something you some advice you would give to them that you wish you knew at a at an early age in your coaching career. Um, I would say. As I said before, I'm lucky. My dad was a high school coach. He's been the head fo- coach at almost every sport other than football. 
Mm. Um, he was the wide receiver coach when I was in high school, but no job is too small. Mm. If you need to, if the head coach needs help with the video equipment, like he needs to find someone who he can trust to film practice, volunteer to film practice for a season. If that's mm. what it's like, get your foot in the door. No job is too small. And if you just prove that you can be trusted and that you're all in, you can climb as fast as you want. And like I said, I was lucky. My first job ever, I got hired when I was still a student up at Utah State to coach quarterbacks at Logan High School. Um, and so the first quarterback I ever got to work with, his name was Riley Nelson, who scored 80 touchdowns the year I coached him. Oh, my gosh. So, and, it, and I wasn't even – directly his coach but it was like so riley you know what are we going to do and i'm like a 22 year old kid and he's like well if there's six in the box i run the ball and if there's more than six in the box i throw a touchdown and that that was pretty much our offense oh wow like he just called everything and he ended up uh, playing at byu i don't mm -hmm. know how many people are familiar with byu about 15 years ago but he was a left-handed kid that got to play at byu as a freshman mm. um he was a stud. So I thought I was the greatest coach of all time. Like, look at this. Like, um, and then my second job, my offensive coordinator from high school got a job in California and called me and said, you're moving to California. You're the assistant head coach. So I got promoted fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no job is too small. If you need to enter data in the huddle, you make sure it is perfect and enter it as fast as you can get it done. Um, just build trust. If your head coach trusts you, he'll let you do more stuff. That's it. Like mm -hmm. he's got 7,000 things to do. If you can do 10 of them, do them. And then he's going to give you 20 and like, you're going to, you'll gain responsibility fast. Coach, that is awesome. Coach, you're a busy man. Thank you for coming on. Yep. And my brother, I, I hope to continue our relationship. I'll text you. Oh Yeah. Uh, get some more some more great uh, wisdom from you going forward. Reach out, man. I'll do this anytime, anywhere. Like I said, my personality, I'm not shy. So anytime, anywhere, we can talk ball. Um, I got to give a plug for Coach Huey. I don't know how many coaches out there know about the Coach Huey website. Yeah, yeah. I've been on it since I was like 22 years old. So it, it's a lot of fun on there. Um, but if you want to find out about any offense, any defense – any strategy on the planet it's on there somewhere um mm. so give it a look i know you can read a lot of it without having to subscribe or whatever but it's free you don't have mm -hmm. to pay anything um and it's awesome and actually the founder of it is actually coming to speak at the clinic too brandon houston heck yeah Texas. so um but yeah man just learn 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 and it's always the kids who win the games it's not you Mm. All you can do as a coach is lose a game. That's it. You can't win one. <laughs> Heck yeah. I will definitely post uh, a link to this on Coach Huey because I have a, okay. I have a, um, a account on there. And uh, okay. man, that's that's good stuff, man. So I'll definitely get this out and, and okay. do that for you. Well, sweet, man. I appreciate it. And all oh, my son's all worried. We got 20 minutes left. We're good. Oh, you'll be good, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you very much, Coach. Yep. No problem, Zach. Thanks, man. Yes, sir.